Yeah, and, and I would listen to it, you know, um, when I would come home, you know, make lunch or whatever. And I heard Hungry Heart on it. And yes. I never, you know, I've heard the song, but I kind of just sat there and listened to it. And I was like, huh, you know, this guy's got a good point. I got a hungry heart. I get what he's saying. I, I really, you know, dig what he's saying. But let me look into this Bruce guy a little bit. I probably listened to Born in the USA was probably the first album I listened to. And for some reason, Born in the USA, the actual song just just leveled. That, that was the song that probably opened the door fully for me to become a, a Bruce fan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me today is uh, a new friend uh, from the Philadelphia area. We may have to talk a little sports, uh, but Dominic, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jesse. It's great to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, sure. So uh, I went to college in Philadelphia, originally from uh, the New Haven, Connecticut area. Uh, my mom's a Philly native. My brother uh, went to Temple University. I followed in his footsteps, also went there. Uh, I still work here. I work in an advertising agency in uh, Center City, Philly. Been here for about five years now. Uh, became a massive Bruce fan around high school and uh, the train left the station and it has not come back. So it's just been a been a nice journey since then and hoping to keep it going for at least a couple more years very nice so are you a philadelphia eagles fan i am not i am a new york giants fan actually okay well (laughs) so uh you know hey you know jason garrett huge springsteen fan uh we um you know, he he coached here in Dallas for so long and he got um, at least two or three seasons a blessing from me by being that like <laughs> it versus like I might have been quicker to get like, oh, this guy needs to go. But I was like, he's such a big Bruce fan. He's such a good guy. So, uh, yeah. So, well, um, you uh, as we're recording this. Um, it's right after the Giants uh, came down to Dallas and played, and it was it was a tough game for you guys. Bro, I had looked at a lot of Bruce after that game, though. <laughs> I bet, yes. I I often talk about that that um, uh, my you know Bruce never lets me down. Right? So uh, so very nice. All right, well let's. I always like to start at the beginning, Dominic. So you're growing up. What kind of music did your family listen to? Uh, so my dad was, he was a big Eagles fan. Okay. Loved the Eagles. Every Christmas he'd get another like Eagles CD. Um, yeah. my mom was a big Donna Summer fan. Okay. And my brother who is, uh, seven years older than me, he was kind of the one that really got me into music. He's a massive music fan. And, you know, naturally you look up to your older brother and he would always be playing music in, in the bedroom next door to me. So through him, I kind of got into country music a lot. Kenny Chesney. He's a big boss fan, but I didn't really, I didn't really get any exposure to, to Bruce through my family. I'll, okay. I'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. When I was young, I liked, I liked a lot of Guns N' Roses. 
a lot of the big stuff like that. Uh, bon Jovi, I was a big fan of. Uh, Cheap Trick was cool. Yeah, a lot of the classic stuff. And then as I got older, I kind of matured more into, you know, what my parents like. I started giving it, you know, all oh, the Eagles. Let me try these guys out. Yeah, uh, that sort of thing. And then just kind of getting exposure from most of the radio. Yeah, I uh, just a couple of weeks ago, um, my wife and I went and saw the Eagles here in Dallas. Um, yeah, Vince Gill was, um, was singing a lot of the high parts and Glenn Fry's son was there too. And, uh, they were good. They were really good. Uh, they did Hotel California in its entirety and then did kind of a greatest hit set and it was really well done. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, so as you're, you, you talk already a little bit about finding, Guns N' Roses and listening to the radio. When did you discover Bruce? And if you can tell me what about him spoke to you? Sure. So I always, you know, knew the hits growing up. I knew Born in the USA. I yeah. knew Glory Days. I knew Born to Run, but I never really actually gave any of it any thought. I, I just okay. knew those songs. They were, they were popular songs. Yeah. And, you know, when I was in middle school, high school, hip hop and rap were the biggest things going on. Sure. Everyone was listening to you know, like Drake or, or Little Wayne, stuff like that. Yeah. And I would hear all these songs and they'd be about, you know, every, you know, guys who got, you know, they got the girls, they got the money, yeah. they got, you know, whatever else. And I'm sitting here thinking, I don't relate to any of this, <laughs> you know, okay. I, I don't have girls money. Well, you know, what is this? And then I remember one day I came home from high school and they, they had those TV channels where it's uh, it's called music choice. Okay. And he kind yes. of scrolled through. It's a radio station yeah, on TV. Yeah, sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. And, and I would listen to it, you know, um, when I would come home, you know, make lunch or whatever. And I heard Hungry Heart on it. And yes. I never, you know, I've heard the song, but I kind of just sat there and listened to it. And I was like, huh, you know, this guy's got a good point. I got a Hungry Heart. I get what he's saying. I, I really, you know, dig what he's saying. Let, let me look into this Bruce guy a little bit. Oh, and how funny. I, I probably listened to. Born in the USA was probably the first album I listened to. And for some reason, Born in the USA, the actual song just just leveled me. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was the song that probably opened the door fully for me to become a Bruce fan. I would say. And is it because you just, you felt a connection? It sounded like he was talking about more about your life than what other music like hip hop or other things were saying? Oh, absolutely. I, I, he, I know everyone, every Bruce fan will say that they have their own connection to it and that what he's singing about is exactly, you know, resenting with their life. And that's exactly how it was with me. I mean, he was essentially singing about the guys that aren't winners. And at the time, you know, growing up, I did not feel like a winner. I wasn't the most athletic guy. I was the most popular guy. I wasn't, you know, the, the richest guy. And I didn't think anyone was really looking out for people like, like me. I, I didn't know someone, you know, there was people like me necessarily and listen to him you know like for example born in the usa like he was mad nothing was going his way in that song and especially on the live 75 85 verse i remember listening to that in bed almost every night and just getting fired up he was just mad and, and nothing was mm-hmm. going his way and i just i that's how i felt at the time it really connected with me yeah um what is it john oliver talked about at the uh kennedy center honors that if you um you you weren't a loser from philly you were if you listen to music you're like this 
loser that's in an epic tale or something you know exactly. i can't remember exactly right that that's cool um so you obviously you you said born in the usa spoke to you um what did you did you go out and start buying other albums talk to me about your journey on how you started discovering his catalog sure sure um i want to say i spent a lot of time on born in the usa i love downbound trend i'm going down those, those were the the three in born in the usa that probably got me in um trying to think of where i went from there it's, it's pretty hard to remember now i want to say I the next one that really got to me is probably Tunnel of Love. That that is my favorite Bruce album. I want to say maybe I went to the river and then Tunnel of Love. It's it's kind of interchangeable, but I know those two were the ones that that you know came to me next. Why Tunnel of Love? I I think that it's an album. So you know, not long after I, I got my first girlfriend, my only girlfriend, still still together now, and you know, growing up. I never really talked to, you know, my dad or my brother about, you know, relationship issues, girl issues, whatever. And he kind of stepped in and almost was like a father figure kind of thing, because here he is pouring his guts and soul out about his first marriage and how the insecurities and the anxieties he felt in a relationship. And to me, it, it just kind of said, you're not the only one that feels this way. And it's okay to feel this way. It's normal. You're not a bad person because, because, you know, you feel a certain way. I love to hear that, Dominic, because often, um, by the way, Tunnel of Love is one of my favorite albums as well. And the, you know, I've been told by a couple of people, right, like you you either have to have been in a long term relationship or have your heart broken a couple of times to really appreciate Tunnel of Love. So good on you for not having to have your heart broken multiple times and oh. not been married for 25 years to gather that. So um, that shows you're very insightful. Well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, they do. They call the divorce album for a reason, you know? Yes, <laughs> it absolutely. Um, so I always like to preface this, Dominic, with the amount of times you've seen Bruce perform live is not a fair barometer of what kind of fan you are or how big of a fan you are. There could be people like yourself that are pretty young that haven't had a chance to see him a lot. There's people that have lived in, you know, remote areas where he doesn't normally tour, but for the record, have you gotten to see him live? And if so, how many times? I have gotten lucky. So I saw him twice with the band and I caught him uh, once on each leg of Broadway. Okay. Wow. You got to Broadway both times. I did somehow get to Broadway twice. I have no idea how, how it happened, but I, I got lucky, I guess. Very nice. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, and it's hard to choose, but was there, did you prefer, prefer, prefer one or the other, or were they just so both unique that you couldn't kind of compare them? Of the Broadways, I yeah. I liked the second one a lot more. Okay. A lot more than the first one. Okay. I I like, you know, flying by the seat of his pants, Bruce. That's okay. my opinion. Okay. I, I kind of feel a slight disconnect. I mean, I like I've only been to two other shows, but I, I love the live show, so I I've definitely heard a lot of them. Yeah. And I like it when it goes off the book and you know, maybe doesn't repeat the same monologue another night because I feel like that's when he's really connecting with the fans. Okay. Good. So the second one, he was just kind of saying whatever he felt that night and, yeah and i love 
I think that's a, you know, I, I do love the storyteller side of it, but I definitely like it when Bruce just feels comfortable being on stage because I want him to have as much fun as I'm having, you know? Sure. That sounds good. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what were the other two shows you went to? I saw him twice on the River Tour. I saw him okay. on the Hartford uh, night, and I saw him on the first night of the MetLife run. So okay. August 23rd show. So yeah, was. I was there at the second night. So, yeah. yeah um, you know. And it was um, it was funny, right? Because I was sitting there and thinking, man, did we pick the wrong show to go to? Right? Mm-hmm. Because there was so much buzz about, you know, that first show and, you know, the incident with the strings and everything that's going on um and they each were special so it ended up you couldn't pick a bad night which does which makes sense right there is not a bad night to see first no. yeah i would have liked that third night though yes. i would have liked the third one i think that one had a little bit over the other two just just a tad yeah just that's tad. yeah um i was really happy that second night uh, because he did Jack of All Trades with The Strains, and that's one of my favorite songs. Um, and then having the proposal in the oh, middle yeah. of Jersey, Jersey Girl, Girl. Yeah. Was, was pretty crazy. You know, that was just pretty funny. That video still makes me smile. That's, that's it does. A- it does. It makes me smile, too. That's great. Um, yeah, so let's. Uh, what were your thoughts about uh, Western Stars and Letter to You? Ooh, okay. Ooh, uh, Western Stars. When that came out, I that may have subconsciously made me travel to Utah and the Southwest. I went on a big trip uh, this January with my one buddy, and we uh, we road tripped around the Southwest. And I I want to say that album probably is what inspired me to just go see what this guy's singing about. Go see what it feels like to be on the open road with really nowhere to go. And I really like it. I I don't listen to it as much as I probably should. Yeah. There's a couple of songs. I love Moonlight Motel. I love Hitchhiking. Uh, I like the you know Western Stars. Um, yeah, but I, I I listen to it all the time when it came out. But it's just kind of like one of those things that's in the back of my head now that I know I like. I know it's good, but I don't yeah. really I don't revisit it nearly as much as I do Letter to You. Okay, good. And uh, how about uh, Letter to You? Well, yeah, what were did that just spoke a little bit more to you? I love it. I think the biggest reason I like it is because I became a Bruce fan probably a year or two after Wrecking Ball came out. So I didn't, you know, feel that. I was never, okay. you know, Western Stars was cool. It was a Bruce album. I love the E Street Band. So this was the first time I ever was able to get excited for like an E Street Band brand new album. So, right. you know, I felt all the all the hype for it. I, I checked the updates for it. I knew it was coming like a year before all the rumors. So when that came out, I no, I still love it. Some of those songs are still at the top of my catalog. Definitely yeah. a daily listen, I'd say. Um, is there any specific songs on Letter to You that you love? Uh, I love I'll See You in My Dreams. Yeah. I love uh, If I Were a Priest. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah, I love that one too. And, and probably Burn and Train or Ghosts. Those two are tough to, to yeah. decide on. Yeah, those are both really, really good. Good. So you mentioned when you booked, um, you are a lover of bootlegs. So let's talk a little bit about that. What? Let's get into that. What? Yeah. Talk to me about how that started, and then walk me through that journey. I just, 
I want to say it started with Live 7585, probably that live version of Born in the USA. It sounds so much more powerful, if you ask me, than the album version. And from there, you know, obviously I, I started to pick up on the, oh, you have to see him live hype. Oh, you know, his live show's the best. At the time, I think he was probably wrapping up the High Hopes tour. I remember begging my dad to buy me a ticket to go see him Mohegan Sun. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, he'll come back. Like, don't worry about it. And now, now looking back, I'm, I'm glad I didn't go because I probably wouldn't have appreciated it because the set list was nuts. And I probably at the time still didn't know a lot of his stuff. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I wanted to feel it. I wanted to see what it was about. And then I kind of just treat it as like, it's like a time machine. You know, yeah. like I, I was listening to Hartford 2000 earlier today and it literally feels like you're just sitting there like in the decks. Like you can hear, I love the audience ones. I like the ones when yeah. they have the, I'm not crazy about the soundboard where you just hear the band. I like the, because every, every show sounds different. Like the crowd reacts differently to everything. That's probably one of my favorite parts about it. And so where, what's your latest count on bootlegs? Oh God. Ugh. So I had to switch my laptops. I had to get a new one and I lost a couple. I saved as many as I could on a, a, a flash drive, but I'd have to say probably around like, Probably 500 to 600 shows, I'd say. Wow. I, I got a lot. I, I probably have like the entire Born in the USA tour, probably the entire reunion tour. I probably had the whole River tour at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I was at a, a driving range when I was in high school. I, I was visiting a buddy in, in uh, Maryland, and the guy was playing live Bruce. Mm-hmm. And I walked up to him and I say – Hey, is that Thunder Road from the Born in the USA tour? And he looks at me and goes, how the hell did you know that? Like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, the drums. I, I could just tell. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's how much I listened to him. Is that I could kind of tell, tell different shows apart. I was like, oh, this sounds like Third Leg. Maybe it's Oakland or something, you know? Oh, how funny. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a strange little talent of mine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you can just tell a little bit like, oh, I like – like someone who can taste a uh, wine and go, Oh, this feels right. like it's from this. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, do you, what were like, when did you start buying them? Like almost from immediately? Yeah. I remember actually. So now like, I found them for free on, on a greasy lake they have a they have a little form a lot of awesome people they just upload their collection which is what i've been doing recently but when i first did it i was probably getting ripped off on on some website and i'd buy like a bootleg for like 5.99 or 9.99 and it was just like a, a crappy digital version of some some show like a bad audience tape but i didn't care at the point and now uh, i have a record player i have a couple now i have uh mostly from 85 i think or I have a couple vinyl ones, but those are a little harder to come by. And most are pretty bad sound, but. Do you have a favorite era of Bruce? Or like maybe to... rank them in your top three eras? Top three eras. I, I oh, see. It's always a row. It's with Bruce. It's like you switch back and forth. No one ever right. seen one place. I'd say it's a tie for first between Born in the USA era and Tunnel of Love era. Okay. I, just, I love the, 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 I love how everyone was a Bruce fan for the Born in the USA tour. Like, everyone was on that train. I think that's so cool. Yes. That everyone got to experience it. I love Tunnel, because I love I love the energy from those shows. I love the set. I love hearing the Tunnel songs live. Yeah. And for third, I'd probably have to say either 
See, and then it's like I like the darkness shows, but I love the river shows, and then I love the reunion shows. It's it, it's okay. really hard to to pick one. Is there an era you didn't enjoy as much? Like you tend to not want to get bootlegs from that era. I don't have any bootlegs from the Ghost of Tom Joad tour or Devils of Dust. Okay. And it's not because I don't like the acoustic stuff. It's just it's it's just the next part of the journey. I haven't gotten into it yet. Okay. It all comes naturally. Sure. I mean, is that what you're are you trying to do like to a little bit chronological or no, I, no I just just, kinda, just, just it, what you're happens. feeling and go for that? Yeah, like for example, I remember I didn't really like wrecking ball or magic, and then and I was like, all right, this is the new stuff. It's all right. I'll, I'll like it. I'm a Bruce fan. And then I actually listened to it. And like Long Walk Home is probably in my top 10 songs now. So mm-hmm. one day it just kind of happens. I've listened to the, the Ghost of Tom Joad a lot. And I know I like it. But I've never gotten into it enough to really like go in and listen to, to the live shows. Okay. Um, Devils and Dust was my second show. Um, the oh. Rising was my first show. Uh, just through circumstances, I'd never had a chance to see him before then. And uh, so Devils and Dust was the first tour where a new CD or album had come out and then he was supporting it. And so I went in right. doing all my homework. I had heard Devils and Dust multiple times, Absolutely. you know, knew all the songs I'm like, OK, I'm ready. I'm ready to see this. So right. so that has a special place in my heart uh, for that show. But absolutely. Wait, um, did, you, did you see him in Dallas? Yeah, it, it does. It was in Grand Prairie. And he, um, you know, I've told the story a couple of times, but I was in the very, um, I, I had the, the lower level, the very last seat, uh, you know, I was against the wall. And um, a guy came up and said, he was just talking to other people like, do you want a better seat? And oh, I was like, <laughs> yes, and I did. Oh, wow. and, and it, yeah. And I got that. I got I was able to go and get like on this, you know, um, like the fourth or fifth row. So, wow. yeah. So it was like, oh, really, man. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. So wow. very nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, songs that are favorites, you know, you mentioned Tunnel of Love. Are there other songs that mean a lot to you like either personally or because it's it's gotten you through good times or bad times talk to me a little bit about that sure sure uh love one step up i think that's the best song off tunnel of love it's most personal that's definitely yeah helped me out a lot in my own life just through relationship stuff just trying to you know mature trying to trying to you know get a grip of your own emotions trying to decipher how you're feeling i guess yeah uh, Drive All Night. I just love that song. Love everything about it. The sax just hits you. I don't know what it is, but it, it hits you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, trying to think. I should have wrote up a list of this. No, no, that's okay. Just uh, just thinking about it. Cadillac and uh, Cadillac Ranch and Ramrod for the Rockers. Mm-hmm. I love those. I love Dancing in the Dark live from the 80s. I know it gets a lot of hate, but I like the synth and, and the little drum intro. I miss sure. that. Sure. Yeah, no, it's greatness. Yeah, okay, good. Um, so what's next in your bootleg plans? What are you uh, just, you kind of, you keep it open and you just kind of wait and see if a show strikes your fancy or what, what 
do you have an organ that, you know, like, are you organized or thinking? It's, it's funny. So I, I kind of do it based on what the, what the, the news is looking like for a tour. I kind of okay. use it. Uh, it's like, it's my, my tour fix when he's not touring. So, okay. Yeah. For example, recently I, I, I want to go out to Europe. I was supposed to study abroad there then, and then, uh, COVID-19 COVID. so yeah. that when I was a senior yeah and you know, there, were, there were tour rumors that he was maybe going to tour at the same time so I got all excited and now recently I'm kind of replanning the trip for next year and there's the news okay. that he played tour so sure. I've been kind of listening to, to a lot of European shows a lot a lot from the magic tour like okay um, I just got Barcelona and, and San Siro from 2008 and I'm trying to like get in with the crowd interactions you know all the chants yeah see how they do so yeah, I kind of just plan it out around, you know, if I'm going to go see a show in Philly, I'll go look for a specific show from Philly or if I'm, you know, okay. maybe I'll be here, I'll do that. Oh, good. So what, what haven't you heard that you want to hear live? And I'm, you know, obviously Western Star is a letter to you, but yep, uh, yep. those, those, those go without saying, but are there other songs that you, you would love to hear live that you haven't got to hear live? Born in the USA for, for okay. stupid reason because I'm sure 90 percent of Bruce fans have probably heard that song ten times live. Yeah, but uh, you haven't. That's my white whale. I mean, I only had two two shows. He doesn't really right. play it that much in the states that anymore either. So yeah, it's, exactly. It's a little it's a little concerning, but I, I feel like I'll travel around enough to hear it. Uh, I would like to hear one step up, but that hasn't you know that happened once in 2014. I know the guy that requested the the sign for it. Yeah, um, I was at that show in Houston, and oh. you know, yeah, and I knew, yes, because, uh, um, and it was amazing. I mean, it was to be there, you know, and you know, he had put up the sign up, and and I was, and I didn't know it was him. He's been on the podcast, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, um, and and when he, you know, when Bruce Les. You have made your bed, sir. We do not know this, right? Yep. And, and it was it was so great to see it. And then when you throw in the two Flores brothers got up for No Surrender, you know, yep. it was just yep. a pretty special show. Yeah. My, my one regret when I listened to that, that, that show, when I listened to that song is the outro. It, it's like the band is really, it feels like they're about to pick it up into like another gear and do the long outro and he just he cuts it right there. Yeah. Like, oh. Like yeah, exactly. Everything. I'm like, oh, why did we let that go? Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, that was that's good. Well, cool. Um, so Dominic, what else should I have asked you? I always like to check with my guests. Is there something I should have asked you that I hadn't? Is there another story you want to share? Uh I liked. I, I don't remember who who asked me. Uh, someone someone asked me once. If I had to be at any show ever, yeah. which one would it be? Okay. And that's always a tough one to think of. But, yeah. I, but I, always, I always like to think of it because, like I said, I wish I got to see him, you know, back in, back in the old days. Um, see, somewhere, somewhere either on the board of the USA or Tunnel Tour, I probably would say uh, back in the old Brendan Bryan Arena in 84. Yeah. Would, no, no, I'm going to change that. I'm going to say somewhere down south. And like November, December of '84, because that was a whole other level of the band. Yeah. I, that was nuts. So I, I'd say there, or maybe MSG in '88. 
yeah. would be would be another round. Yeah, that'd be nice. I would have. Uh, I, I I'm really sad I didn't get to see the reunion tour. So I yeah. would have liked to seen that. Um, I often regret. I graduated high school in 1977 in a in I I was living in Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is only three hours from Houston. Oh, and yeah. I think about you know the 17 year old Jesse did not know that only three hours away, you know, this guy Bruce Springsteen was playing music, right? Uh, and I would have loved to seen him in one of those small clubs or something. Uh, that would just have been amazing. I'm, I'm um, always jealous, like when I hear about you know my friends who whose dad you know raised them on Bruce. So when right. they were, they got to see him, you know, I got a Freddie Bragg. He's like, yeah, I saw Clarence Clemens. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I was you know laid on that boat. Yeah, so, that's that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Um, good. Um, any final thoughts before I ask you the Mary question? Uh no, no, but this has been fun so far. That's say. good, I'm good. Glad. I'm glad. Well, I've enjoyed having you on here. All right, so if you are a friend of Dominic's and you're listening to this, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, the Mary question is how I end every episode. Uh, Jay Armstrong, who is from the Philadelphia area, uh, actually was an honors English teacher, and he recently retired, but he would spend his senior class would spend two days breaking apart Thunder Road, treating it as a poem, and would talk about the imagery, talk about the lyrics, talk about the words Bruce uses. And at the end of the two days, he would ask the question, does Mary get in the car? Dominic, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? You know, I... I thought it was going to be the the whole sways or ways question. So this this was a shock to me. I'm yeah. I, I'm going to say yes because I have never thought of it otherwise. Okay. I I never thought she didn't get in the car. She, okay, she definitely gets in the car because I like to think of Bruce's music chronologically. Yes, not, not completely, but but you know, in a in a light sense, you know, some characters are the same. You know, later down the road, and I like to say a lot of those characters don't happen if Mary doesn't get in the car. Okay. So, so Mary is, is definitely in the car driving down the highway. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, as someone mentioned to me that in Racing in the Streets, uh, Mary sits on her father's porch and he goes, that's the porch where she danced across. Uh, Ooh, you know, and I was like, oh, Ooh, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. All right, Dominic, <laughs> if someone wants to reach you, are you, are you on any social media? I am. I, I am on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on all of it. I'm in advertising. I gotta be on all. Okay. Of it. So what's uh, what's your Twitter handle? Sure thing. My name is at d o m underscore s c a r a n o forty five. All right. Very nice. Um, well, good. And uh, things are going well with uh, with the pandemic and everything. You're doing well. Things are going great. You know, all my family, we're all happy and healthy. I got a nice dog. I got a cozy apartment. Nice. I finally got a job. You know, I got a college. It's great. So, yeah, couldn't, couldn't do much better. Bruce made tour. That would make it. You know, there that's we the go. That's, ice the cake. that's all I need. All, we're all hoping for that next year. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Dominic, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Um, any final thoughts you want to share? 
Uh, no, but, uh, you know, in the case that Bruce does tour, you're welcome. You know, I'd love to see you at a Philly show or maybe I'll come well, down. Dallas, Dallas that's exactly right. We, we should work that out. I, I'm so looking forward to that. All right, Dominic, you stay to start. Well, I take care of a little business. You listeners go get vaccinated. Uh, remember to wear your mask. Let's all be good to each other because that's how we're going to get through this. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, listeners. And we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.